And welcome to another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast on this Friday. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you on this Friday. And I'm very excited to uh, tell our listeners about a brand new feature of the Speaking For Him podcast. We'll see how well we are able to sustain it. But it's called the Speaking For Him Roundtable. And what we're going to try to do is the last Friday of each month, uh, beginning with this month, August, we will be um, inviting people in to discuss certain topics which I feel will be of interest and edification to the Speaking For Him audience. So we're going to start uh, in, a, in an area that's very important to both Adam and myself as mm-hmm. homeschool students. Um, we're going to talk to some homeschool moms about the why and the how of homeschooling. So uh, I'm pretty excited about this inaugural Speaking For Him Roundtable, and I'm pleased to welcome to the studio Roxanne Clark and Mary Lou Peerbolt. They're both longtime homeschool moms with uh, fairly large families, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we get into this conversation, but welcome to the show, ladies. Hi, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm thankful for this yeah. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate the fact that you were able to come in. I know some people, when they first get the invitation from me, they're kind of unsure, but I'm glad that you're here, and I think we'll have a good time. So let's start with an easy one. Could you each tell us a little bit about your family? We have a family history of brokenness and miraculous restoration. When we are weak, he is strong. I've had 10 home births and raised 11 children. Such blessings they are. And I have a great husband. I'm so thankful for him and the Lord who sustains us all. Um, I'm Roxanne, and I have 14 children. I have a range from 29 down to 9, 10 girls, 4 boys, and um, a wonderful husband named Jim. And we've been married 30 years. Wow. We've been homeschooling. We are entering our 26th year. Oh, congratulations. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are some pretty good credentials. Just, <laughs> just wanted to roll those out before we yes. get into the meat of our discussion. So let's get right to it. Uh, could you each take a moment to tell us how you came to know the Lord in a very personal way? Um, for me, it was my husband getting saved first. We were not Christians when we got married, so um, about a year after we were married, um, my husband came to know the Lord. And I sat back and said, you know what, I'm going to have to think about this for myself because I was kind of a follower, but yet I stepped back and I just watched his life. And it was another probably year and a half before I finally, and um, every night my husband would read to me the Bible, even though I wasn't a Christian, but I appreciated it. So I listened. And (laughs) then one night it just came to the point where I recognized my sins and they had to be forgiven. And um, it was a special moment that night that my husband led me to the Lord. And I, after seeing his life, that was what spoke to me. And I think I was 22. Oh, very good. Beautiful. My mom was saved at a Billy Graham crusade. Dad was raised in a church. And um, I was gifted with a childlike faith that if it was for them, it was for me too. So as they were listening to teaching tapes, cassette tapes back then, (laughs) 
uh, I was receiving what they were receiving, even as a young child, and I just even felt like somehow um, it was really okay no matter how old I was. So I was probably five years old, six years old at the time. Wow. All right. Uh, tell us how each of you, uh, you can decide who will go first, but tell us each of you how you came to the decision to homeschool. Well, besides our son getting thrown in the trash can at his um, Christian school and uh, coming up with the money for it, uh, we wanted to teach the principles in the Word. And I felt that teachers and friends were raising them to a greater degree than we were. So that was a big part of it. My sister homeschooled. That's where I heard of it. But she lived in New York City, and of course, you'd have to homeschool if you were raising children in New York City. I could understand that. We we received a lot of criticism in the beginning, and it wasn't even legal. Um, however, we felt that we had a biblical mandate to teach our children when we walk, when we rise, when we lay in bed, when we walk along the way, just our whole lives that we wanted to teach them. I would say for me, it was twofold. It it changed after years of homeschooling, but the original um, boost to consider it was watching my neighbor put her five-year-old on a school bus and the emotional trauma that, that I watched out my living room window. I just thought, you know, this doesn't look right. And I contemplating putting my own son into school and he wasn't old enough yet but at that moment I had heard of homeschoolers didn't have the confidence that I could do it but at that moment that was kind of the deciding point that this does not look right to me that little girl doesn't want to leave her mother yet you know there was still time of growing with her mother and nurturing and so that was the first time and then later on Deuteronomy 6 was really as Christians was speaking to our hearts that you know when we walk by the way when we sit to eat it was an all-day thing that your children were with you and there was a opportunity to teach them you know so well I, I, along those lines I think that one of the biggest things that being homeschooled myself has taught me is that in the in the public school and even somewhat in the Christian school mindset you know what you learn happens between eight and two thirty or three o'clock, and then after that, you can kind of uh, turn off your your learning. But my parents taught me that every life experience and everything that we do is a learning experience, and to find out how to apply it to becoming a better person, and more importantly, how to look at everything through the lens of God's word. So I really appreciate uh, that those. Uh, notations from you guys. I, I think it's interesting that you both cited the same scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 6, because uh, I think it's one of the more powerful scriptures when talking about these things. Um, as a as a side question, I just was wondering, in your case as couples, um, was there one of you that was more inclined to homeschool than the other? I know for my parents, my mom was there quite a quite a while before my dad finally got there. And I actually was the only person in my family to go to public school um, until they really downgraded my potential and my parents finally said enough was enough. But but how was it in your case? Um, I would 
I definitely say that my husband was the gun ho guy at the first start because I was unsure of myself. I mean, you were told you had to have a teaching degree to teach children. I didn't have one. And um, I had, you know, when I had my twins, which are number eight and nine, I had nine children under 10. And wow. Okay. <laughs> you, oh, I was a little overwhelmed at times, but... <laughs> You know, at the beginning when we, like I told you, the school bus situation, you know, my husband was gun ho yeah, honey, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. So let me pray. <laughs> and I really did pray about it. And I got a total peace, even though the confidence wasn't there yet. I had peace. So it was my husband. Hmm. Huh, I don't, I don't even remember. I think we were kind of coming into it together. I asked a friend, is it okay to homeschool for every reason, for, um, for, let's see, oh, for financial reasons, I think I asked her. She asked her husband. They were one of the first homeschoolers in the area. He said, oh, any reason. It'll line up. <laughs> her husband told her, um, you don't have to homeschool, but you're not sending him on that big yellow bus. So she did, did the homework and had to find out how to do it. And, um. She kind of led the way for a lot of us and mentored a lot of us. I think that's one thing that my parents always remind me of is the sacrifices that were made um, in, on the behalf of homeschoolers by people that came before us. So that because it's because one of the things that kind of bugs my parents from time to time is how homeschooling is is now it's very popular, but at the same time, in some ways, it's presented as just an option, just another option. And my parents are often quick to reinforce with me that that to them it wasn't an option. It was a conviction. It was a must. Yes. And I'm very thankful that they felt that way. And they're, they're passing that on to the next generation. I think most of my siblings have a homeschool mindset. And so it's pretty exciting to see the second generation starting. And if the Lord is willing to give me children, I want to homeschool them for many of the reasons you've already outlined. Um, Adam, do you have any reflections on your homeschool experience or how you feel about it? I do. I, I got to say one of the things I love the most about being homeschooled is I feel like, uh, especially with uh, my mom who taught me, who I, you know, homeschool moms are saints because <laughs> I, I, I was not a saint. We'll put it that way, being in school at the time. But um, it was the relationship that I got to have with my mom and with my parents because when you're gone throughout the day, you don't quite get that, you know, and you know you still have friends being homeschooled like you wouldn't in other schools as well. But just having that real deep family connection, uh, I, I I loved having that, and it's something I still appreciate to this day. And uh, I'm sure you can relate as well, being moms, you know, with with the kids, how you have that closer relationship. So that's one thing I, I always really appreciated. And sometimes that makes me wonder if maybe that's why God gives us that conviction to have that deeper relationship and connection as a family. So it's one thing I've always really appreciated about being homeschooled. All right. Well, now we're going to get into some nuts and bolts. So what is the hardest thing about homeschooling? Well, Roxanne told me her answer ahead of time, and I liked it better than mine, but I, I'm going to give you mine anyway. Um, I always have a long list of things, things to do, having many children. Um, uh, but it's rarely finished. <laughs> Always a work in progress, huh? 
Yeah, and I think it's mine goes along right with that. You know, I told her the hardest thing about homeschooling is my selfishness. Yeah, mine. Yep. You know, my <laughs> my <laughs> list of things I want to get done, things, you know, years I was in hope that I could go to a woman's Bible story, whether or not story, a study. study, and they always happened in the morning, <laughs> and that I can do that. So I would say my selfishness is the hardest thing about homeschooling, mm. but all of us deal with that no matter what situation we're in. True. Okay, well, let's turn a corner. <laughs> and let's let's put a more positive spin on things and say, what is the biggest blessing that you've had since you decided to go on this journey? I left all my answers at home, Andrew, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to try to remember this one because um, there is many. But I would have to say that I have a front row seat to the stage of my children's life. I can watch, see hear that first sentence read, you know, see their disappointments, be there to encourage them. Um, even if I go back and get some popcorn, I can come back and it's still thrilling. Oh, I love that. Um, being with the children enough that as character building opportunities come up, um, teaching opportunities, um, I'm there. And also being there shows them that God is always there, too, and as parents, we represent him. Well, I'm going to go ahead and answer this question, too, even though I, I'm not a homeschool teacher, because one of the biggest blessings uh, to me as being homeschooled was the fact that I never heard of a generation gap. My parents always taught me to love and respect people regardless of their age and to have friends at all ages. And I don't even think that the partnership that Adam and I have uh, would would exist the way it does if I hadn't been taught that because there is quite a bit of a gap between our ages. But my parents, it's interesting, I want to tell a little story here, and that is we went to a graduation open house a couple of years ago, and one of my mom's relatives came up to her and he said, uh, I don't know much about you, but I know that your kids are homeschooled. And she said, well, how did you know that? And he said... Because they walk up to every adult and engage them in conversation without being prompted. Uh, because that's what we were taught to do. And it really has broadened our horizons and helped us to see that today's kids a lot of times miss out on some valuable friendships because they get caught up in cliques and peer groups. And the Proverbs say, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. And when you're a teenager... Um, your peers are often bad examples. That's not always the case, but as you learn to incorporate other age groups into your life, on one end you're an example because they're younger than you, and on the other end they're examples to you because they're older and more experienced. So I think that was a real blessing to me. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest myth? This is another good one. What is the biggest myth that you hear about homeschooling? That the children won't be properly educated or socialized. That you need a teaching degree in order to teach. That's what I think that for myself. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? My mom always said that she learned more out of homeschooling us than she ever did when she was in school. <laughs> uh, because in order to teach, you have to learn. And so she was learning right along with us. And so the idea that you have to 
have a teaching degree or be this uh, massive intellect in order uh, to teach your kids is just, it's a wrong idea. And I think it also might come down to wrong priorities. Um, academics are important. I'm not saying they aren't. I'm a college graduate, and I'm thankful that my parents pushed me to do that. But I think that sometimes the emphasis on academics can be wrong because uh, what good is it if you know how to do calculus, if you've mastered calculus, but you haven't learned to walk with the best of masters? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there that char- their character's in the gutter. And so uh, intelligence alone is not um, something to be aspired to. But character and couple with intelligence can do great things for the Lord. So, what is the best piece of advice that you have for those who are considering homeschooling? Take advantage of all the many resources out there, uh, support groups, other moms, and the homeschool building has a lot of helpful people to talk with. Oh, the homeschool building. Good memories there. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing that up. Very good. Um, I After I thought about this, and over the years as I've talked to many women um, considering homeschooling, um, I would have to say that you and your husband are one on the decision. Yes. Because I counsel women over the years, and, you know, husband's not on board, or maybe the wife's not on board either, and it's just um, a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. disappointment. The children see that. You know, you just have to go with your husband on this. And I would say that's probably the biggest advice because, you know, for me, I know my husband's like way on board, <laughs> <laughs> of course. But, you know, those weak times that I have and he comes home, you know, I have that support from him. Not, you know what? I told you we couldn't do this, you know. I So I'm really a. And if I may say. When it, I've seen examples in my own parents' marriage of how my mom was convicted about something and multiple times, and she was really convicted, but my dad wasn't, and so she just kept praying for him, and he would eventually come around. And I can only imagine how much worse it would have been if she had just started beating him over the head with her convictions. So, yeah, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite story from your years of homeschooling? We have a lot of combined years of experience here at the table, so let's hear some stories. Absolutely. Well, there's so many stories with each child, and it was hard to pinpoint, but I'll never forget the day we were on a family drive, and our son, who was just learning to read, saw a sign and said, country, oh, country. And uh, it just reminds me of how... Um, education doesn't only take place in the home. They learn so much on every outing and every moment that they're together with us or others who are passing along wisdom and even education in other ways, too. And um, also, um, we began a weekly... I think it was a weekly um, sporting day, sports day. We invited the Chris and Mark DeYoung family who won that court case that gave us our freedom. And I remember asking Chris, what will you do if you don't win? And she said, oh, we'll move out of state. We, we are going to homeschool. <laughs> and I, I really admired that because at the time, our conviction about it was not so strong. We were still on a 
semester-by-semester trial case. (laughs) We were just coming into it around that time to where we really felt like, no, we can see the fruit. We can see this is good for us. Uh, From our family, well, personally for me, I would have to say when my first two who I were, well, I'll just say the first one, I was homeschooling, he's four and a half years old. At this time, I have five little ones, you know. Um, and so I'm teaching him how to read and doing his phonics and his, you know, other practices. And the next one down, my next son would just stand there and just drink it up, you know. He, and I would do the flashcards. He was just like, oh, please ask me. I could just see it in his eyes. Just ask me. <laughs> so... I did. I would just start turning to him and, you know, I said, Jeff, here, why don't you see if you know these? He knew everything just by standing next to him. So at that point, I put the two of them through school together. And I've done that several times because I have a large family and several that are close together. I have doubled up and um, it has gone fine. But um, that's probably one of my favorite stories with them. That is very cool. And yeah. Andrew, I was gonna say, if you don't mind me asking right. a question real quick, um, uh, what is uh, maybe a favorite Bible, uh, Bible verse of yours that has really helped to inspire homeschooling or that's helped you through that journey? Well, I in particular like Philippians four thirteen and actually 11, um, that whole segment. <laughs> but I have learned in whatever state I am to be content it's very difficult even for a stay-at-home mom, um, whether she sends her children to school or not, to be content because so much is out there away from our homes. And so um, being thankful has really helped set me free from having a bad attitude. <laughs> so I, I'm working on that. <laughs> and uh, I think I've come a long way since the beginning. And uh, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And um, I've just seen that when I'm in the impossible, I I don't really know what to tell my student who's not getting it. I don't know how to get it through. Um, I just ask the Lord. And either he says, pack it up, they'll get it tomorrow (laughs) or later today when they're not so tired and hungry or whatever it is. Um, Or, you know, he gives me a way into their understanding. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say the same verse as far as, um, Christ strengthening me because I, there's many times it was like, yep, she's not getting it. <laughs> she's not moving ahead in the reading program like she should be. <laughs> and um, it is a backing away. It's just praying for her, asking the Lord for strength for me, just to give in some wisdom too for each child. They're all different. And um, But I would say the ditto with Mary Lou. Philippians 4.13. And, and if I could just point out, that that actually is one of the major differences between homeschooling uh, or schooling in a classroom, whether you are uh, whether you are in Christian school or public school, is that if your child um, does not get something in the curriculum, you can go slower with them. Or if, it, or if you don't see it as uh, very pertinent, you can go on to something else. Uh, because in the traditional school system, they have a curriculum, and if you're if you're above grade with the curriculum, then you're above average and maybe approaching genius. And if you don't get it, then you're below average or considered slow or stupid. When in reality, you may be perfectly smart. You're just not getting the the canned curriculum that they expect 
every kid to get, and every kid is not the same. My parents had to teach me to read a different way than they taught my siblings to read. They didn't have me do advanced math because they knew that the basics were about all I was going to be able to handle and absorb. So just things like that that you can tailor as a homeschooler that you have no opportunity to do so when you're in a school situation. So that is why I so appreciate homeschooling. Uh, Well, I really have appreciated this discussion. I thank you, ladies, for coming on. Yes, thank you. And um, I hope that it has been a blessing to um, the listeners out there. And uh, please continue to listen to the podcast. Give us your feedback on the Speaking For Him Facebook page. Make sure you like that page because we're always going to be having giving giveaways and different interactive things on the page. And you can give your feedback about what you'd like to hear on a future Speaking For Him Roundtable. For the Speaking For Him podcast, this is Andrew Gomison saying, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of men.